0: All right, welcome to today's episode where we're gonna be talking about embracing your purpose and finding balance between life and finance, okay? Because there are many of you who feel like you are failing on your financial journey for whatever reason and I want to address some of the common misconceptions about that and hopefully by the end of this live stream and even this 30-day series help you guide or be guided towards aligning in your purpose with your financial goals so that so that you can minimize that feeling of failure because if you're feeling like that I really hate that for you and <laughs> I want to go ahead and help you as much as we pos- as much as I possibly can so There is a myth, (laughs) I would say, about failing on your financial journey or feeling like you're failing because more than likely you are putting unnecessary pressure on yourself based off of society, what you're seeing, what you're exposing yourself to, what you're absorbing, what you're internalizing, all of that. And um, most of the time when people come to me and they're feeling like that, they're not even failing. It's what I just described is all the unnecessarily unnecessary emotions that you're putting on yourself and the the pressure you're putting on yourself to try to keep up with someone else that has nothing to do with your ideal lifestyle and your financial goals themselves. So I know in this digital age of social media, right? Everybody is showing you their Birkin bags, their G wagons, the houses that they're building, the vacations that they're going on. And you are seeing that and you're like, okay, well, why What am I doing wrong? Why aren't I able to do these things or whatever the case is and not really putting it into perspective that social media is giving you a highlight reel and people are only showing you what they want you to see. So you don't see possibly the amount of debt that they're taking on when getting these things. You don't see, you know, um, them stressing about keeping up the appearances and keeping up with the lifestyle that they are currently putting themselves through or showing the world, right? And a lot of that can mislead you and make you feel like you're behind when really, a lot of times you might be doing a lot better than the people that you're comparing yourself to because you don't have this debt. You are actually comfortable. You are maintaining a lifestyle that you can comfortably afford without putting on the airs for other people. And Because of social media, it is a double-edged sword. Like You can find really great resources, but you can also find yourself going down this rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, they're doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe I should do this too. And I just need you to take a step back (laughs) because when you realize that a lot of the things that you're comparing yourself to, probably stuff that you don't really even want for yourself, I think a lot of the stressors would go away. So... Outside of the societal pressures, I want to tell you my run-ins with that and why I can confidently speak about this topic, because I have fallen down that rabbit hole on multiple occasions, like, oh, this person is doing this in their business, maybe I should be doing that. Or, oh, this person is doing this in their household, maybe I should be doing that. And next thing you know, I am internalizing what everybody else is doing, and I'm feeling... Behind, I'm feeling stressed out. I'm feeling like I am not doing enough. And I'm feeling like an imposter, essentially, because I'm not doing all the things that everybody else is doing. Not realizing at that time that I'm comparing my circumstances to somebody else whose circumstances I am not fully privy to. So once I took a step back, I hated the feeling that I was getting. Um, by playing that comparison game and realizing and real well, more so realigning myself with what I actually want to accomplish, a lot of that went away. The imposter syndrome went away. The stress about maybe I'm behind went away. Um, a lot of the negative feelings of failure went away because I was able to get realigned. And As I mentioned on Instagram earlier, a lot of times you feel like you're failing, but that's because you're going down a path that wasn't your intended purpose to begin with. And if it's not your intended purpose, of course, it's not going to be a simplistic thing for you to accomplish because it's not what you're supposed to be doing or what you're supposed to be focusing on. Right. So I want to talk about actually defining the purpose of your financial journey because when you have a purpose, you have a clear direction and you minimize the guilt, the stress and the feeling of you being behind and failing, right? So when I say purpose, purpose doesn't have to be something super deep. It's just, what is your job while you are here? <laughs> Who is it that you are meant to impact? What is it that you are meant to be doing? And why is it that you are doing that And for, And why are you doing that for these people or that person or even just for yourself? When you are able to define your purpose, you're able to provide clarity and direction in your life and on your financial journey so that you get to the point where it's going to be really difficult to shake you at the core when you see somebody else doing things that look so shiny and nice and, oh, I want to do that, too. When you have a defined purpose, it makes things so much easier with the clarity in the direction. It also gives you a a meaning and a sense of fulfillment to your daily actions and to your long-term goals. I don't know about you, right? (laughs) But if you are in a constant place where you are doing things because you feel like you have to be doing these things, um, eventually you end up burned out you end up feeling like, why am I doing this? Like, there's really no purpose. There are plenty of people that I've spoken to before and they're like, you know what? I was told that I have to go to school, get a great job, work in this awesome field and I am so unfulfilled. Hey! <laughs> and it's because they've gone down a path that wasn't theirs. It was set for them or they followed a blueprint because that's what seemingly works for other people. And, um, they end up having to start all over again to redefine what their actual purpose is for themselves, like legitimately. So it will make things a lot easier for you in terms of giving you a a sense of fulfillment in your daily actions and long-term goals. Because when your why is strong enough of why am I doing this, even when the days get hard, that why will be your motivation to be like, okay, well, I still have to get this done. So for example, if... I had a goal of saving $10,000 and the motivation behind that goal was, oh, I wanna buy a Birkin bag or whatever the case is. I'm not into name brand bags. I'm not really into these luxury design companies or whatever the case is. So my my motivation is probably going to be lacking and I'm more than likely gonna be asking myself, what am I doing this for? I can be putting this money towards something else, right? But if I'm saving $10,000 because, we are going on an all-inclusive vacation for three months and I can see clear blue skies in super blue turquoise water and I don't have to worry about a thing for three months, that's gonna be a high motivating factor for me because it's aligning with the actual goal and the purpose that I have set for that, those funds, if that makes sense. When you actually have a defined purpose for the goals that you have set for yourself, When the motivation is gone or when you're dealing with times where you're like, I don't feel like this is important or I don't understand what I'm doing this for, when you remember that why, it will kind of give you a kick in the pants to help you keep going. It will bring you that motivation and it will help you overcome challenges and will help you persevere as well. So when it comes to purpose i know sometimes the idea of it the idea behind purpose is it has to be this super deep thing and honestly everybody has a role in this life and not everybody's purpose is to be like front and center on stage somewhere sometimes your purpose is something small but meaningful and impactful so if you're not quite sure what your purpose is or what the purpose of you starting your financial journey is then, of course, I have some action steps for you to take. Okay. <laughs> so, first and foremost, is you want to take a moment and reflect on the activities that actually bring you joy and fulfillment. So, a little journaling activity is what brings me joy and fulfillment and why? And how can I, how can that turn into um, my purpose or how can that be my defined purpose? Right. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, like a background person. Everybody has a role and it's okay. Um, So you can write down, you know, what brings me joy is seeing my household taken care of, seeing my kids smiling and happy, being able to uh, garden on a random Tuesday. And I feel the most fulfilled when I'm able to be active and present in my family's life or whatever it is that we're doing. So that can be your the the journal activity that you're doing simple something as simple as that is that what brings you joy and fulfillment and then the next step that you're going to take is you're going to identify your personal values that will help you guide your decision making and shape your priorities so if you've already said that what brings you joy is gardening on a random tuesday seeing your family taken care of and happy and then also um, seeing your household running smoothly is allowing you to be fulfilled then that now is shaping your personal values so that it will help you guide your decision-making. Because if anything that you are going to do is going to knock you out of the things that bring you joy and make you feel fulfilled, you're going to second guess whether or not that is a path that you should take on your financial journey. Because again, if if one of my biggest things is what makes me feel fulfilled is being able to be active and present in my family's life, I'm not going to go down a path or make a decision that's going to take me out of that. So if you say, oh, I have this family vacation or outing that we're going to this weekend, but somebody's asking me to do a speaking event, and even though the speaking event may be lucrative and all this other stuff, because it's taking me out of what actually makes me feel fulfilled I'm able to make a confident decision to say, I am not taking that opportunity. Maybe if it was the weekend after, maybe it was another day, but I am not going to take myself out of what makes me feel fulfilled. Does that make sense? (laughs) And then life gets really busy from time to time. So with you doing this activity, what would be very helpful is you setting some time away to check in with yourself. You know, self-discovery is really important for me. I like journaling and journaling, not necessarily like writing things down, but sometimes I like to do audio journals. I can talk things out and I can actually kind of have a meeting with myself, (laughs) meaning of the (laughs) mind when I'm able to have time by myself where it's silent and I can sit with myself, I can really go in and check myself to make sure that I am still in alignment with what my actual purpose and my goal is for the day, for the week, for the month. Um, When I don't have that time, things are disorganized and I'm all over the place. So that is a good little activity that you can do to help you define your purpose so that when you are starting your financial journey, it makes things a lot easier for you. And it allows you to have a firm foundation to stand on. So when you start seeing the shiny objects, (laughs) um, you're not going to be so easily shaken to your core to mess up the things that bring you joy and fulfillment. Now, we've already talked about um, how defining that purpose will allow you to align yourself with making financial decisions. But I, of course, want you to start taking that a step further because money and finance and your financial journey is more than just the dollars. It's about everything else (laughs) that your money touches. So you would pretty much look at how your financial choices align with your personal values and your long-term goals. Like I said, I am not going to take an opportunity that is going to take me away from my family if we have a planned outing. I am not going to um, sign up for something that is going to not allow me to garden ever again on a random Tuesday. Like I'm not going to do things like that because (laughs) it doesn't align with my personal values and my long-term goals. Honestly, the whole idea of, oh, everybody should be millionaires, everybody has to be rich. That is not everybody's role. Sometimes the role is just to be a strong thousandaire and then also create a financial foundation and blueprint for your next in line to follow while you're working on healing, while you're working on creating a stable household so your kids can see that, right? That is That goes along with wealth building. It makes no sense if you have all this money and your household is world, world three on uh, any given day. <laughs> And then also seeing the next generation seeing or witness that World War III uh, activity in your household, it's not going to take your generations further, it's going to set them back some more. So sometimes it's just like, all right, how can my choices align with my personal values and long-term goals? And how can um, it be a positive impact on my next generation when it comes to wealth building? because not everybody needs to have millions of dollars in the bank right now to be considered wealthy. Sometimes wealth is, "Oh my gosh, I have a peaceful home cuz I didn't witness seeing that growing up. Oh my gosh, I have a ha- happy, healthy marriage which I I haven't witnessed growing up." Like that is what allows you to build wealth and maintain wealth in the long run because you have the foundation, you have the family, you have the money or if the family is not your your goal like you want to be you know, the single rich auntie for the rest of your life, that's fine. But there's still like that foundation that you have to build because too many people put emphasis on money and not enough emphasis on the rest of your life. That's why I focus on creating that balance. <laughs> then when you are aligning your financial decisions with your, your purpose and your values, you're going to want to check yourself, meaning, you know, evaluate your spending habits, um, identify areas where adjustments can be made, So, again, if your goal is to just be financially comfortable, be a strong thousandaire, then you're more than likely going to make sure that you're not having excess financial bleeding. So you're not doing all these Sheen Fashion Nova hauls or Zara hauls or Amazon hauls or anything like that, especially if the purchases don't have a uh, a purpose. Um, You're going to, to figure out if, all right. Although I'm going to be this strong thousandaire, another purpose of mine or another thing that lets me feel fulfilled is being able to take care of me, (laughs) you know, take care of my mental health, take care of, you know, my personal care, things like that. Sometimes being able to take care of yourself outside of your financial goals is going to be the most beneficial thing that you can do because For me, I believe all work and no play causes financial discipline to sway. And if you tell me that I can't get my toes done once a month, um, I can't get my hair products every two months or something like that, I'm going to, again, ask myself, what am I doing this for if I can't even just take care of myself just a little bit? Like, dang, I can't go to happy hour once in a while? (laughs) So um, it's really going to be important to evaluate your spending habits and identify areas where adjustments can be made so that everything is still aligned. And then you're going to want to prioritize investments that align with your personal values, such as you know, being sustainable or socially responsible if though if that's a thing. If you're someone who is against child labor, you're probably not going to be, You know, investing in companies like Zales or um, companies like, you know, Apple or whatever the case is, because uh, in different countries, the the child labor laws are a lot different than the United States, at least for right now, because, you know, Republicans are trying to roll some of those bad boys back. (laughs) But you're going to want to prioritize investments that align with your personal values. Or if it's really not that deep for you and you're like, okay, well, my personal value is I want to make sure that um, I have money that can pass down to my kids, then you're probably just going to be focusing on investing in ETFs, index funds, things like that, keeping things on autopilot and passive so that your money is working for you. But that is not where your mind is all day, every day. You're probably not going to be an active investor, um, you know, at least off jump. You're probably not going to be... um, Let's see, you're probably not gonna be wanting to read charts all day, every day. You're just going to want to do the bare minimum, but still have the impact. That is my goal is the bare minimum, but high impact, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, they are trying. And I'm really hoping that people come to their senses and leave the children alone because there's enough children who don't have the ability to maintain a childhood as it is. Don't have these kids working in factories and um, doing dangerous jobs. Their brain isn't even fully developed and functioning properly (laughs) yet. And you want them to be in environments where they can be exposed to pollutants and a terrible environment as it is? No, please, please. Hopefully somebody has enough common sense for them to walk that back. All right, so we've talked about... um, aligning your financial decisions with your purpose and your values. But we also need to identify when you are in misalignment and realign with the path that you should be on. So a a lot of common signs that you are in misalignment um, is you are stressed, you are depressed, you have anxiety, um, decisions that you're trying to make for this path that you've gone down is not making sense to you, you are confused. I am a firm believer that if you are going down the right path, there is no confusion. There is no anxiety about it. It feels right. Um, and this is going to be another topic for another day. But I am going to talk about why you should not take emotion out of finance, because finance isn't just as black and white as people try to make it seem. <laughs> but those are some key indicators that what you are doing, you uh, that, those are some key indicators that you are um, in a misalignment between your purpose and your financial journey um, you might be feeling a lot more irritable or on edge and I know this I'm speaking from experience when I was doing things that when I was doing things that was in a misalignment with my path and my purpose I was burnt out I was stressed I was irritable I didn't want to talk to nobody I didn't want to collaborate with anybody <laughs> I didn't want to do anything I just felt stuck. And that's what being in misalignment is. It will show you, those are some key indicators right there. Now, sometimes you may get butterflies in your stomach when you're starting down a path because this is something completely new. But I believe that you'll have enough discernment to understand when the anxiety is coming from something that you shouldn't be doing and the anxiety is coming from something that is new and it's just, you're uncomfortable with because this is a different path that you've never witnessed before. And even then, peace will eventually come to the path that you were supposed to be down. I don't mean to be preaching and all that, but (laughs) I have had to go through so much healing in these last couple of months, and things are finally making sense um, and coming together how they're supposed to be coming together. Now, when you are realizing that you have these feelings and you're coming to the conclusion that maybe you are in misalignment because you are having all of these feelings and these notions, then you're going to want to sit down and reflect on why you may be feeling this. Okay, if you're out of misalignment, why are you in misalignment? Is it because the goal that you set for yourself isn't a goal that you really need to be working on? Or is it because the path that you took to reach that goal is not the right path that you need to be taking, right? So again, I'll use myself as an example. If I am I knew that I was always going to run a business right and then in my early 20s I decided that finance was the path that I was going to take for the business that I was going to create now when it comes to finance there are so many paths that you can take especially when it comes to business the niche the um, how you're going to show up and all that wonderful stuff when I was trying to be like other finance coaches and other finance influencers, um, I realized that I burned out a lot quicker. Um, I realized that that wasn't the path that I was supposed to be taking because I just did not feel good and did not feel like showing up the way that I was showing up. So when I took this hiatus, I came back and I was like, okay, well, finance is always gonna be this thing. But, you know, maybe my path to helping people with their finance is not necessarily helping them, um, you know, just build this massive wealth. Maybe it's helping them heal through finance while also reaching their financial goals, but also healing on the back end, too, because that's the journey that I'm on and probably will be on for the rest of my life. Right. Um, I was trying to separate personal from business. And although sometimes that is a. Sound judgment. In this case, it wasn't because I didn't go through the things that I went through in my life to hide it in secret and to not share it with other people. And so although my path to business was finance, my path to get into where I want to be business wise was not the same as the next person, if that makes sense. I wasn't supposed to be um, this finance influencer who was po- who was going to be reporting on finance news every single time something dropped on um, the Wall Street Journal or Yahoo Finance. I wasn't meant to be this person who was going to be showing you how to read charts all day, every day. Because honestly, I don't like doing that crap anyway. <laughs> but my job or my purpose is to help people Get a balance between living their life and reaching their financial goals without the guilt, because there's so much guilt around wanting to live your life the way other people wouldn't live their life. Did I say that wrong? There's a lot of pressure (laughs) to live your life the same way as other people. And if you feel like you're wanting to do something different, then, oh, all of a sudden, it's terrible advice. Um, I would never follow you. I, and again, I'm speaking from people who've commented things like that for me because I'm like, yeah, you know, it's okay that you want to be debt free, but also don't neglect yourself. Go get your nails done too. It's okay. And I've literally had people attack me for that. But I think a lot of healing comes from you giving yourself permission to live. Yes. Building something and building a foundation for the next in line is great. And you can do that at the same time as making sure that you're taking care of yourself now. So if y'all don't take anything else from this, whether you are here live (laughs) or you're going to be watching the replay, please understand that there is no reason why you can't do both. A lot of people have this idea that balance is not possible. That is a whole lie. There's a whole reason why I decided to create a financial system because that financial system allows that balance. It allows me to splurge on whatever the heck I want to do around the house while also making sure that we are working on financial goals at the same time. It's never um, it's never you can do this or you can do that. It's how can I do this and do that? It's I'm never going to put myself in or my clients or anybody who's watching this in a position where they're just like, okay, well, I can only do one or the other. No, let's figure out how we can do both. (laughs) Let's figure out some action steps because there are always action steps that will allow you to do both. It's okay. If you have to get your $6 cup of coffee Monday through Friday so you can actually be a pleasant person, get your $6 cup of coffee because if you're not a pleasant person, guess what's going to happen? you are more than likely going to end up in your boss's office, writing you up like, oh, my God, why aren't you smiling, Stephanie? It feels like you're creating a hostile work environment. Well, Jim, it's because the financial guru online told me that I'm not allowed to have my $6 cup of coffee. (laughs) But anyway, I'm I'm going off on a tangent. But yes, I do believe that you can have that balance. (laughs) And you just need to figure out how you can create that balance. So... A couple of strategies to help you um, r- regain your alignment for your financial goals between uh, with your purpose is you need to possibly revisit your career choices because I know there are a lot of people working jobs that they hate. I am not no way shape or form telling you to quit your job today. I am saying revisit your career choices. Maybe you went to school for uh, for law, but you hate these people. You hate doing this every single day. You are doing the bare minimum, and it's more than likely that your clients are in jail for something that they probably shouldn't have been in jail for. Go ahead and find something else to do that pays decent or at least allows you to live and be happy and be um, mentally free. (laughs) Maybe you are working customer service and you are just not a face-to-face customer service person. Your face tells on you like mine mine tells on me. Maybe you need to be um, in a career field that allows you to play with animals all day. You know, doggy daycare, grooming, something. Something aligning with your purpose, the values, and the things that actually are important to you. Uh, Then you probably want to adjust your spending habits. So go through your budget. Go through your uh, your bank statements, your credit card statements, anything that you spend money on, and determine if you have financial bleeding, or if there's something that you need to include in your budget that you're that you're missing on a monthly or weekly basis. So, um, if you realize, hey, you know what, I didn't realize I'm spending $500 a month on happy hour. Uh, That's a little excessive. Maybe I need to cut that in half and put that extra 250 into a brokerage account so that I am passively investing on the back end, but I'm also still being able to hang out with my girls on Friday night. Something like that. Um, Adjusting your spending habits to allow you to have balance between taking care of your financial priorities and taking care of you is going to be very important. Um, So if anything, if you have time today after this live stream, go ahead and go through your statements to see where you can reallocate funds so that you can have more balance. And then also just explore new opportunities. Opportunities come knocking when you're looking. (laughs) And even when you're not looking sometimes. Um, When you are introduced to a new opportunity, before you say yes or no, Ask yourself, does it align or can it align with my purpose and my values and what makes me feel fulfilled? And if it says yes, that can be taking you down a path that will help you exponentially um, on your financial journey and your life journey. Just, you know, you never know. So be open to new opportunities and exploring them. All right. So. Are you guys following me so far? So I know I've been I've, I've been talking for the last thirty minutes, and I want to make sure that you're still with me. All right. So then, when we are finding balance between the life <laughs> and finance, then we have to really. Um, piggybacking off the last point, we have to really dive deep in creating a balanced spending plan because that spending plan will, or excuse me, that financial plan will be your roadmap to success, right? Uh, As long as you follow it, you can be fulfilled in your life and in finances. So if you create a financial plan, what I called a wealth building system, you will be able to house your short-term and long-term goals within this system. And because you are working it, it's less work for you in the long run, trying to figure out what my next steps are. What should I do? Why did I do this? Uh, (laughs) You create the plan, you stick to it and you don't deviate from it. And it's, if you put it pretty much on autopilot, you are freeing up the mental bandwidth that you can use in other parts of your life. (laughs) I know summer is out. Your kids are probably at home. If you had something that you can take off your plate and not worrying about finances, I'm pretty sure that would free up a lot of mental load for you. So creating that plan will actually be a huge, huge help. So in my financial system, I teach 10 Steps. And those 10 steps will literally walk you through everything from income all the way down to discipline. And I actually cover it in my five-day wealth system challenge. It's literally pay what you want. When you join, you get digestible content and easy-to-complete tasks. And the content is no more than 20 minutes a day. So I'm going to go ahead and put it on the screen so you can see it. You can swipe the QR code or um, you can click the link in the description box or in the comment section after the live stream so you can actually join it but it's really important that you create a system because when you have it it will free up a lot of stress for you once you put it together all right and then when it comes to budgeting First off, I hate using the word budget at this point because it's become such a curse word in the financial industry because it just sounds like your budget is a financial prison that won't allow you to do anything that you actually enjoy. (laughs) So your spending plan, your spending plan is your yes to life plan. You know, it will house your uh, monthly expenses, your investments, your savings, your debt payoff, but it will also house your fund. If you're working any type of hours per week, you better be able to enjoy the income that you are working for. I will be damned if you tell me I'm working 40 plus hours a week and I have to deny myself in the name of delayed delayed gratification just to reach some financial goals in the next five years. If I'm going to be completely upfront and honest with y'all, we don't know where we're going to be in the next five years. We don't know if we're even going to be here. God willing, we are all here until we're old and gray. However, life is short. And delayed gratification makes sense in um, in certain situations, but when you are always denying yourself just to just to say I've reached some financial goals, you're gonna look up one day from life and be like, oh man, I missed this, I missed out on that, I can't get this time back, um, and it sucks. Yeah, you have the money, but you don't have those experiences anymore. So when people tell me, in the when Other financial coaches tell me, oh, yeah, you know, I when I started my financial journey, I delayed, you know, three to five years of extra spending so I can become debt free. That's commendable. But for me, if I have children who are, you know, newborns or infants, uh, toddlers or whatever cases, I am not delaying myself for three to five years of their life (laughs) just to say that we've reached financial goals because that time goes by in a blink of an eye. And I feel like those that's time that you need to be creating experiences and memories and stuff because they're never going to be three and five years old again. Right. Um, So delayed gratification has its moment, but honestly it doesn't have too many moments with me. (laughs) Now there are times where you can finagle some things so you can, Again, have that balance, but I am not someone who will opt for completely denying yourself the basic things that you enjoy. All right, and then... Going back into that budget because, or excuse me, your spending plan, because your spending plan will house all of the things, it's literally your financial blueprint, your roadmap to follow if you put it together properly. So your debt repayment plan, if you're someone who is like, all right, I want to save as much money as possible on interest in the long run, then you're more than likely going to be paying off the most expensive debts first. So you want to put that in your budget. Now, I used to teach percentages when it comes to how to um, set up your spending plan or set up that budget. However, I think people got too caught up on the percentages, even though I said that they are not set in stone. Everything depends on your personal circumstance. So in this case, I just talk about the zero-based budgeting method, which is pretty much giving every dollar a job. So um, a job within categories. So you have the mandatory expense category, the savings and investment category, the extra debt repayment category, and then you have the fun category. All of these categories are going to be very important to help you maintain balance on your financial journey and in your life. Because in mandatory expenses, of course, you have your roof over your head, the clothes on your back, food on the table, car in the garage, gas in the car, all of that wonderful stuff. Everything that requires you to function on a regular basis, that is going to be mandatory expenses plus any minimum payments for your debt. You're saving and investing. You can, whatever you decide your goals are and the plan that you've created for yourself, you're going to want to add that into your budget. Saving and investing would be something that is non negotiable. That extra debt repayment, so you are saving the most money on your expensive debts as much as possible, you're going to put a couple extra dollars towards your credit cards or your car loan or whatever is costing you the most money in the long run. And then that fund is non negotiable too. I don't care if your fun is going to happy hour, gardening, DIY projects, buying clothes, whatever. Just make sure it's in the budget (laughs) or the spending plan. So you can say, oh, with my spending plan this month, I get to do X, Y and Z instead of looking at a budget and be like, oh, well, with my budget, I can't do blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. With my spending plan, my spending plan is my yes to life plan. And with this, yes, I get to do so much. Of whatever. So if my fund budget is $300 a month, okay, well, I get to have $300 worth of fun this month. (laughs) Not including, of course, um, the things that you can do for free. Right? Does that make sense? Y'all following me? then, with all of this said, right, we have to be nice to ourselves, okay? <laughs> Please. I think we are, no, I, I don't think I know. We are our biggest critic, and if we don't take the time to build a relationship with ourselves and nurture self-compassion um, and overcoming the unnecessary guilt that we are putting on ourselves, all of this talking and all of this work would have been done for nothing. Um, Yes, it would. I, yes, it would be ideal for you to have started investing at 18. Well, guess what, Sarah? <laughs> You're 32. You are you've learned. Now, let's let's start off with where you are. We can't go back. There's no reason for you to be putting unnecessary guilt for yourself. That's fine. Ideally, yes, it would have been nice for you to start investing 15 years ago. Whatever. It's OK. <laughs> Just keep going. Create a plan so you can get caught up if, if that's what you want to do or create a game plan to reach the number that you have set for yourself, and let's keep it moving. Excuse me. Um, A lot of people feel guilty for wanting to prioritize their needs outside of their financial goals, and I really hate this social media space for it because there's so much happening in our day-to-day lives, in uh, (laughs) in our country, in the media, and Sometimes it's just nice to escape. Sometimes it's nice to not have to think about anything because there's so much, the world is on fire, okay? We need to be able to take some time to just be like, you know what, I'm decompressing. And however you decompress is completely up to you. But we need to, every time we feel ourselves feeling guilty because you know, I'm not putting this $200 towards my investments. I'm putting $200 towards getting my hair done. Okay, and and you look cute. <laughs> it's fine. You have two hundred dollars in your next pay period that you can put towards your your investment account, and you will still be on track if that is the plan, and if you have um, a spending plan that allows that and that has been set up properly. Giving ourselves compassion. No, we are not failures. No, we are not behind behind to who and by whose standards. <laughs> It's time to unsubscribe from things that are not serving us. If anything that you are subscribing to is making you feel like crap about yourself, more than likely, it's not something that you need to be subscribing to. I mean, hold on, caveat, unless it's something holding you accountable because you need to be accountable, that's completely different. But if you are saying I, you know, the shoulda, woulda, coulda is a finance. Well, I should put this money towards my investments. I know I've been good and doing it every pay period, but you know, this week I really need to—I um, I really need extra help in escaping, or I really need extra help in just you know my mental. So I might need to pay an extra a hundred dollars so I can go to another therapy appointment this month. That's fine. Create a plan. Catch up when life gets in the way. But there is absolutely no reason why we should be dogging ourselves the way that a lot of us do and wallowing in guilt that we shouldn't even be happy we shouldn't even be having. Um, I know that there are very prominent figures in the finance space who like to talk down on people and saying, oh, if you don't have X amount of your bank account or if you have debt, you have no business trying to go on vacation. you have no business shopping, you have no business having fun or buying coffee. That is extreme as hell, y'all. And I'm not going to tell y'all that. It's too much on a day-to-day basis to be putting more pressure on top of societal's pressure on top of us. So I really want us to get to the habit of nurturing self-compassion and overcoming the guilt. Some things that you can do, is speak affirmations to yourself every day or have some affirmations printed and that'll be the first thing that you can see when you wake up in the morning, not your phone, the affirmations. Um, You can get on Google and find financial affirmations within 10 seconds. Um, Being able to just sit with yourself and just be is one of, I think, those feelings that are highly underrated and that we need to get into the habit of doing because everything is go, 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 go and then we look up and it's like dang, i missed out on so much or dang, you know, um i am behind. No. <laughs> Let's practice some self-care, setting realistic expectations for ourselves, our goals and the things that we actually want to accomplish in our life, not based off of what everybody else is trying to do and keep up with the joneses. Because once we create compassion for ourselves and set realistic expectations, a lot of the 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 stress and the trauma that you're putting yourself through is going to be heavily minimized. So please, get into a routine of compassion and making sure that you are sitting with yourself and creating a positive money mindset. Um, Tomorrow, we are going to be talking about mindset in detail because obviously, if your mind ain't right, your money ain't going to be right either. So we have to talk about that. But it's really important that we stop beating up on ourselves and be kind to ourselves because we oftentimes are our worst critic, And we need to stop torturing ourselves by internalizing things that have nothing to do with us, don't align with our values, our purpose, our goals, nothing. OK, if you are someone whose goal is just to be comfortable, but also be available for your your family then you probably have no business following somebody who's always on hustle mode 24 seven. Cause it's going to make you feel like you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm fine with feeling like I'm not doing anything. If my actual goals themselves self are being taken care of, cause I don't subscribe to hustle culture. That is not a life that I want to live. Okay. I've, I've, I've done enough. <laughs> so we talk about embracing your purpose and finding balance between life and finance. I want to go ahead and do a QA and a for a couple of minutes. Um, if there are any questions, feel free to drop them in the comment section. I'd love to answer them for the next couple of minutes. And then also, if you are someone who is going to want to join the five-day wealth system challenge, I have the code up on the screen, or you can click the link in the description box or the comment section so you can join. It is pay what you want, um, and you will get digestible content and easy to complete tasks that will help you create your system. Uh, Miss Uh, Dr. Tara Hatley, did you message me the other day? I think you, you said that we are in the same city. Did you ever message me? Yes. Okay. I, is it on Facebook? Cause I had, I don't have a notification. So I'm gonna have to look on it when I get off of here. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So I'll check that when I get off of here. Um, but I don't see any questions, so that's all right with me. Um, I will be back on tomorrow at around 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be talking about mindset. Oh, not the same city. My, oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Uh club, Ashley Ann's Club. Gotcha. Okay. So I uh, will be on tomorrow around 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be talking about mindset, of course. And um, I will chat with you then. Y'all enjoy the rest of your evening. Bye.